What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Third Eye Size. I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've tried recording this intro. Uh, so I'm gonna cut this super short this time, and plus I'm gonna give it some background music. Why? Because this is a super special episode because it's our first interview ever. It's with a YouTuber, his name is NRG Synchronized. He makes YouTube videos on law of attraction, manifestation, um, just a bunch of sick stuff. And uh, you guys should definitely check him out. But first, listen to this episode. This episode is golden. Um, we basically talk about, you know, fitness, our body, and the correlation between that and our energy and the reality that we experience and just a whole bunch of random topics. But everything's so good in this episode. You don't want to miss any second of it. Um, bear with me with the quality because, you know, first interview ever. I did this over, like, phone call. And then I had to, like, convert into, like, a million different things and just... Uh, we're getting there guys you gotta start from somewhere right um but yeah thank you so much mitch for letting me do this episode with you uh it came out so great and i hope everybody listening to this enjoys it as much as i enjoyed doing it as well um so yeah without further ado drum roll please okay no (laughs) all right (laughs) just enjoy guys Hey, how's it going? Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you today? Good, good. Um, so this is uh all right, so this is gonna be like my first interview, so give me give me a Okay. Yeah. Um but it's mostly gonna be just um so the podcast is mainly like how to tips to give people to kind of become the greatest versions of themselves. Also like your YouTube video, which I've been checking out, which is awesome. Your videos are awesome. Like I highly suggest, uh, this, well, this whole audio is going to be going into the podcast, but, um, yeah, I highly suggest everyone to check out your videos because you have really good information that, that, um, that's not told in a lot of videos that I've seen, which is um pretty cool. But, um, yeah. How was the, how was the LA fitness expo first? Oh, it was, it was fun. Um, I am kind of used to something a little crazier since I am from Vegas. Mm. So the Sister of Olympia convention is probably like eight to ten times bigger. Uh, so it's kind of, kind of used to the crowd and everything. But, yeah, super, super fun. I love just, like, interacting with random people from a huge, like, social butterfly. So, like, I've done things like door-to-door, door-to-door knocking uh, sales before. So mm. no one, like, intimidates me. Like, I can talk to anyone randomly, like, as a social butterfly. So I was just, like, mess with people all day, kind of joking around and stuff. It was pretty cool. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, like, they have, like, panels there and stuff? Like, what what did they what would they talk about? So, um, yeah, so there actually were, like, some panels where I guess more – uh, just high level popularity, uh, characters, if you will, people with large mm. followings. People would do like, you know, ask me anything or Q and A's and stuff like that. Uh, but mainly those expos are for like companies to promote their products. So, was oh, okay. the, yeah, so I was working the GoMax Pro Fit booth and it's like a portable cable system. So it's like this little thing with the hoverboard and mm. you stand on it and it gives up to 150 pounds per distance on each side. So it's 300 pounds total. But the machine only weighs nine pounds. So it's like this little thing you can carry around in your suitcase. You can attach it to like a doorway or a wall mount or you can put a bench on top of it. It's basically like you have like a chest fly machine or a cable system that you can attach to different things and different angles. So we were just getting people. We were like carrying it around the expo. We were going into other people's booths with 
our product, and then we'd get other people to work out on it, film them, and then people would just lose their mind. So we got like a couple interviews and stuff. It was pretty fun. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, so, it's, it's, it's like, you know, showing stuff off to other people and, mm-hmm. you know, seeing people's eyes, you all why, like, whoa, this thing's crazy. And uh, when, it's a funny story. My uh, friend, Craig Goliath, he's a pretty funny character in the fitness industry. He's this guy, he's like 6'3", 350 pounds of muscle. Like, he's 350 pounds and he has abs. So he's a, he's a pretty big muscular dude. <laughs> and I got him to work out on it, too. And he's, oh. like, he's pretty so. If anyone out there likes, you know, funny content and also like good fitness content, search up uh, Craig Goliath and you'll 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 love his story. He does funny stuff. So the thing is, like, it's balance. Like, is that the workout on it? Um, yeah. So you just put your feet on it and spread it wide apart. So the feet up like uh, fold in half. Mm. Um, but like, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So you can be as big as him or like a, a smaller person. We actually had um a couple of handicapped people use it too. So there was, uh, we actually had it at the CES Technology Convention in Las Vegas, and a handicapped lady, she was missing her legs from the kneecaps down, and she rolled her wheelchair right on top of it, and she was able to work out on it. Wow. That almost, yeah, it almost probably gets here to my eyes. Like, because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome to see people, you know, overcome challenges like that and just be able to, you know, do normal things like everybody else, you know. Yeah, definitely. And it's cool that, like, expos like that can, you know, bring together people like that to kind of share that, like, common viewpoint. Oh, yeah. And everyone there was, like, super, super nice. So I was just passing out. I was actually, like, promoting, like, my YouTube channel. Well, heck bit. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was talking to people and getting to, like, since I'm an empath, people sort of, like, unbeknownst to them, uh, they, they sense it, but they don't know that they are. Mm. So then they just start sort of, like, unloading on to me. I love that. I love that stuff. And we'll, we'll get into, like, deep conversations for, for way too long. And I'm like, hey, man, you know, if you're just interested in, you know, things we're talking about right now, you can check on my channel. I'll, I'll you know, send them my information and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Slowly grow mm-hmm. incrementally by that way. <laughs> That's cool. All right, well, getting into, you know, the fitness conversation, I myself have been uh, – this is like I'm in the beginning journey of kind of like my my fitness uh, journey, I would say. And um, so for the people who, who don't really know, and it may seem like um, like kind of like a, an easy answer for us, but like people who actually don't know like anything about fitness or even our body and our energy and how it works. Um, would you say that there's a direct relationship between your body's physical state and the vibration you resonate on? And if there is, like, how does this affect your reality? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's that's actually a really big thing. So, excuse me. So basically, like, I I, I see the human experience in like three to four parts. So three parts of it is you, and the fourth part is like product of what you are. So there's your consciousness, which is like the energy, the actual thing. Like if you if you think of a word you'll hear that word inside of your head, like, well, what is that? I'm actually hearing stuff. Well, that's your consciousness. And then the second part is your brain, so that's like the interface. And then the third part is your body. And your body is basically, you can boil it down to your main five senses, and those are the things that are going to be receiving the data from the reality that you're projecting out through. So one, two, and three, your consciousness, your mind, and your body, the way you think, the way you feel, and the actions you take, that those three things are going to be your internal state, and 
obviously, you know, your external reality is your internal state pushed outward. So then the end product, your external reality that you're perceiving and reflecting back at you, that's the sum product of one, two, three. So if any of those three parts is sort of out of whack or unhealthy or unbalanced in some way, then that's going to be reflected back to you in your external reality. Mm. So let's say you're eating, like, low vibrational food. So for your the cells in your body, for those to work optimally, they need to be resonating between 60 and 80 megahertz. And a lot of people don't know that each food source can be measured at a megahertz level. So megahertz is kind of like, um, think of your body like a battery. So it can be charged, it can be charged negatively, it can be charged positively. So you want your cells to obviously be between 60 and 80. So if you're eating like a bad diet or your, your fitness, you know, isn't in check, if you will, your like, like meat resonates at 2 megahertz and processed food resonates at zero. So if you're, you know, on the go all the time, you're stressed out, and you're eating a quick, quick food that's just easy to get your hands on, most likely it's probably going to be, you know, fast food or some processed stuff or some, you know, high fructose corn syrup and some bad stuff like that. You're basically dragging yourself from a 60 to 80 level back down to zero. So obviously people are, they're, they're not going to think very clearly. They're going to be very foggy. They're going to be very slow. And it's going to be hard to wake up in the morning. It's going to be hard to fall asleep. And everything's just going to be, like, a lot harder. And I can speak to this. Like, com- like, I'm completely guilty of this. I am actually found out that two to three years ago, I was, I'm actually allergic to meat, and I had no idea. So I was doing bodybuilding full-time. So I did 13 bodybuilding shows. And at the end of that career point, um, I had, like, stomach issues that were so bad. I was vomiting like 20 to 30 times a day. Wow. So I, I, felt, I felt sick like 24-7, like all the time. But since I had this crazy body blooded mentality, you know, no one's going to beat me. I have to win first place. Mm-hmm. I have to get my pro cards no matter what. That psychotic mentality overpowered anything that was going to get in my way. So it literally just did not matter to me. And I, and that, that sort of, it felt like an athlete mentality. If you're a football player, if you're a mm-hmm. wrestler, a UFC fighter, everyone's going to think in that way. You're like, I'm not going to let anybody outwork me. I'm going to be the number one hardest worker, and I'm not going to leave any chance to lose. And I was sort of going down that road super heavily. And if anyone else out there is sort of feeling that way, then you, I think there needs to be sort of like a, a, priority, a priority switch in what is sort of like, you know, really important to your life and like your 5 to 10 to 15-year game plan for your future. And if it doesn't sort of line up, like, I sort of realized towards the end that it didn't really line up to what I wanted to do because my passion for fitness was kind of dwindling because I kind of did everything I wanted to do. But I kind of had to do, like, a reorganization of my thought pattern to see you know, what's important, what's the actual next step in life, and is that friends with my health, my mental health, stuff like that. So uh, eating the correct food, drinking, you know, good water, like, you can even do you can even do things like you can bless your water and say thank you to it. I just uh, saw a video on this like a couple of days ago. I think it's from a guy on like Fit Life TV or something like that. I saw him on Aaron Dowdy's channel, mm. and he's got like, a big old beard. And he says that he blesses his water like whenever he uses water, like when he showers, he says thank you water for cleaning my body, or if he's drinking water, he says thank you water for hydr- hydrating me and you know giving me fuel for the day and stuff like that, or 
because everyone knows, you know, water molecules, they react to sound vibrations and tensions, spoken words, stuff like that. So um, there's many different things health-wise, nutrition-wise, sort of keep your body on track in the right direction. And if you keep taking those steps increment, incrementally day by day, your body will become healthier over time. And then once your body is healthier over time, so will your external reality reflect that health back at you. So having a healthy body has to help the mind. It's all just different, very large factors in a very large equation. And that sort of adds up to the sum factor of what like your actual reality is going to be. So, yeah, having a good diet, you know, just like walking outside for 30 minutes a day or meditating out in the sunlight for 15 minutes, small things like that are going to make a huge difference if you're not doing that right now. So I would highly suggest everyone just take some extra spare time, put down the Netflix, put down the social media for 20, 30 minutes a day and do something that's actually, you know, progressing you and not, you know, dragging you backwards, if you will. Oh, yeah, I completely agree with that, especially um, what you mentioned about, like, the the blessing the water too and just like the power of intentions very powerful as well like it's even seen with uh plants you know they tell you to talk to your plants if uh, you want them to grow and stuff and just by you know like encouraging them and telling them that they're beautiful and stuff they actually like grow rather than you know staying in a stagnant state or uh, decaying very fast but um i also oh, yeah. heard that uh at um this expo I went to called Thrive 360, and it was more on, uh, you know, health and wellness and, like, dietary things and, um, like, our bod- bodily health. Um, some lady said that she – well, I, th- I guess she wrote a book on it. I'm not too sure. But um, that if you germinate a seed, like, for to grow food with your saliva, that plant actually grows into – the enzyme that your body, your body specifically needs, like that, that plant can provide for you. And that completely blew my mind because like, you wouldn't think that, you know, a plant would just grow how it usually grows from out of the seed, but it depends on what it's being, you know, germinated by the type of water that, that we're feeding it, that, that what it's going to grow into. And that especially goes for our body as well. Like you, what we're feeding it, the water we're putting into it is uh, the outcome that we're going to be experiencing. Oh, 100%. And I can remember uh, a few times where I've had, like, people over in my house, and when I walk inside, I say I say nice things to the plants, like the flowers I'll have around my house, and people's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, why, <laughs> why are you talking to your plants right now? And, and, I, and I'll just be, like, so easy with, like, oh, my God, flowers, you're so beautiful, you're so lush, and you're growing so fast, you're amazing, you're strong, you're beautiful. And people are like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> but I, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm not scared. <laughs> so what would so, you yeah. say for uh, people who, um, like, oh, so would you say that uh, that fitness is optimal for, for becoming your greatest version? Oh, yeah, 100%. Because this is, like, the one vehicle you have to transport yourself in this life. So why wouldn't you want that vehicle to be operating in the best way? A lot of people they don't they don't value their body or their mind like their actual brain the interface because it was given to them it was free so things that are free people don't value that mm-hmm. but if people had to pay let's say three million dollars for the body and five million dollars for the mind they would be watching very carefully what they put into those two things they'd be very very careful they they it's just like if you bought a, a three million dollar Lamborghini. You'd be signing it. You wouldn't let anybody eat in your car. 
you wouldn't let anyone touch it or put their dirty shoes inside of it. You'd be very, very careful about the things that are interacting with that very high-value thing. But because you were given these two things, you were given your body, you were given your mind, you didn't have to work for it, you are born inside of it, people don't really realize the importance of it and, and the value of the things um, it can do, like the power that it has. So if you don't treat, it's like if you don't treat your car right, if you don't put the right oil in, you don't rotate the tires, don't do engine checks, you don't put the right kind of fuel inside, aka food, it's not going to run the right way. Mm-hmm. If you put regular gas in a premium engine, it's not going to run as good as it should. But you need to put that premium gas inside of your own vehicle to make sure that you can operate, you know, as long as you can and as best as you can. Yeah, it's very interesting that, um, so like my, as we can both agree on that, like the body is very important for our ascension. But um, as someone who studies like Hindu philosophy, there's so many different sects that like, so some Hindu sects like completely value the body because it came with this human condition and, you know, it's used as a tool to, to help us get to this higher state of awareness. But then there's also sects that say that like, the body comes with, you know, this human condition, which we are not basically, so that they don't really value, uh, like how they treat their bodies. That's why there's like sadhus in India who like look completely unhealthy, but they're still surviving somehow. And like, in meditative states and like caves and stuff, not eating, not taking care of themselves, but they personally don't care for their bodies because they know they're not their bodies. But then other people just say that, you know, it's very important to use this body as, um, as a vehicle for, for, which I, I more aim towards because like, I feel like it is again, if you, how you feel your body and it completely shows what's, what's in your reality. I mean, it, I feel like it's essential. What do, what would you have to say about that? I think that's more of, like, uh, a personal decision on what you believe your specific mission is here on Earth. Mm. So if your mission is, like I know in the book, uh, what is it called, uh, Autobiography of the Yogi. Mm. I can't believe I forgot that. Uh, when Pramahans Yogananda goes around interviewing people, he interviews a guy who's 400 pounds, but he never eats. And he, like, never drinks. And so he's like a breath air, so he can transform, you know, Sauna energy into caloric energy, and you know, say is like an overweight person, so he's not really valuing his body of people. Well, his certain life mission could be to show people that that's possible. So then, technically, in his reality, he's living in a healthy way mm-hmm. because his mission is being completed. And I guess that you can prioritize. I think that would be like the number one thing, right? You know, you came here for a reason, so you want to complete that reason. And in the pathway of completing that reason, if that calls for you to be a 400-pound person who meditates in a cave for months on end and doesn't eat food, then that's, then that's, you know, no one can really say that that's wrong or right. It's just different. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, like, don't, don't prejudge or judge anyone for what you're perceiving because un- unless you're in that person's shoes from start to finish and understood all the events they went through, all the conversations, all the thoughts they had, and have the full lifetime, you know, context of their thought patterns, you're not going to understand what, you know, things they thought of that led them up to making that decision. And if that decision is something that makes their body perceived, to be perceived as unhealthy to you, then that's sort of on you for kind of thinking in that way and kind of lacking the a wider perspective. 
So, like, in that example, like, if someone were to come up to that monk and like, hey, what are you doing? You need to lose some weight. You need to get liposuction. What are you doing, man? You're 400 pounds. If it, he's not, not going to even pay attention to that because he's connected with source energy. Mm-hmm. He's probably, you know, talking to, you know, God or angels or spirit guides, whatever label you want to put to it, on a constant basis. I mean, he knows he's on the right pathway. But just because it seems wrong to you and maybe wrong for, like, a nutritional, factual point, doesn't mean it actually is because there's things that are larger than third dimensional, you know, human word labels. You can put the things like, you know, obesity, you know, diabetes, stuff like that. He might be that, that one person might be living the way that's so powerful that he's, he's transcended those things on such a level to where it can't even affect him in that way. So I will say that like, it's, it's super important just to sort of, dive into yourself in, in the deepest manner and kind of try to find out what your mission is mm-hmm. and if having a healthy body is important to your mission that you that you think what it is then you know obviously make that like a number one number one priority for you so that's what I think like mine is so I always realize about myself that like even though I know this third dimensional physical reality where you can you know touch objects and your hand doesn't pass through them and it makes it seem like there's different energy forms, you know, that are different densities when everything is really the same thing. I think that this life for me personally is up to me to sort of show people that you can have fun in like a third dimensional reality, but also, uh, you know, have like this knowing at the same time that all this sort of stuff that you're seeing, it's not really that real. Mm-hmm. And if anyone out there has ever had like a very visceral near-death experience, like, I had one last year in March, and it was, like, one of the craziest things I've ever gone through. It was probably, like, it was definitely, like, the biggest layer of my spiritual awakening. I think, like, a spiritual awakening comes in layers, like an onion. So I think that that one's probably like my biggest layer. And I felt like I sort of shedded my whole skin like a snake and the old version of myself, like that old ego structure. It didn't die completely because your ego is completely dead. You won't even have a body to live inside. But definitely, it, it wasn't like running my life anymore, but I was living alongside my youth. Like, it worked in tandem with it. Mm. So, for me personally, having like a healthy body and making sure that, uh, you know, I can have fun in this world and show people that, hey, you know, we came to this first reality system. It's, it's okay to enjoy things like skiing, dancing, and, you know, eating, you know, crappy foods that, you know, stimulate your mouth every once in a while. Not all the time, obviously, but things like that, and I still think it's, it's okay to, you know, drink alcohol, smoke weed, do things that put you in ultra state of consciousness because your body has that ability to do it, and if you have the ability to gain perspective from different substances and different states of consciousness, then I'm all for it. I'm all for responsible, healthy, and, like, structured fun where people aren't taking things in, like, a like a stupid way, if that makes sense, but mm-hmm. they're just in a in a group of people. They're very smart. They're on top of their stuff. They're not overdoing it. They're very supportive, and if anything were to go wrong, they know how to handle it in the proper way. So people have experience in it, and they're not just a bunch of newbies, you know, popping pills and going to raise and dehydrating themselves, ending up in the hospital, stuff like that. So I think that diving into things that, even things that could possibly hurt your body, but you're okay with it, I think that's obvious. I think that's okay. I think that this is your vehicle, this is your car, so you can put whatever gas inside of it. 
So every once in a while, you want to put a little bit of regular gas into your cleaning engine, and you want to sort of do extra healthy things the next day to sort of reverse it. And go ahead and make that decision. That's your life. It's your choice. And no one can really tell you that's wrong. So if, I think that the main things in this life are to spread love, spread positivity, but also just to have fun. I think we're here just to have fun, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I also, like, um, I hear a lot, you know, from different people, like, oh, uh, I heard somebody say once that, you know, I wish I took more, li- like, life more seriously. And, like, to me, I've all, I've heard, like, all aspects of different things. Like, yeah, you should take life seriously, but then, like, also this this whole reality is sort of an illusion, you know? It's kind of a game. We're, we're kind of in control. We're here to have fun. So, like, at what extent do you think that, we should take life seriously. Like, should we take it too seriously or should we not take it seriously at all? I think that's kind of like, you know, give and take and kind of a personal decision. So this, this the answer I'm about to give is, is completely an, an opinion. Mm-hmm. But I think that, in my opinion, I think that people should focus on at least 90% of their time um, sort of working on their mission. And their mission should be something that's serving the math. Because if you serve the masses, you live classes. And everyone wants to live in a high-class, high-value sort of lifestyle where they're abundant and, you know, love and financial status and security and safety and freedom and all those kinds of things. So you're not going to get to that point if you're just goofing around all the time. Mm-hmm. But if you're not goofing around some of the time, you're going to lose track about the nonchalant, relaxed, you know, flow states you're supposed to get inside. So that's one of my... I'd say that's probably one of, like, the hardest states to get inside of because it's, cause it, it's, like, it's kind of, like, um, a counterintuitive. It's kind of, like, hypocritical of self. So you want to work really hard, but at the same time, you want to decrease importance and decrease the expectations of the outcome. And also, it's, like, uh, getting out of your own way because your ego structure is going to try to middle manage the part, you know, in the middle part and kind of, to control every event that leads up to the outcome you want. But the the ego structure obviously doesn't have a higher perspective than your higher self, you know, than a higher plane. It's literally vibrating in a higher dimension. So even in, but even if your higher self is simply like two dimensions up and fifth dimension, well face time is dimensions, you know, one through four. So if you're above four, you can perceive all points in space and time at a non-linear point, you can see all outcomes from one singular point. So if you knew if you knew somebody, like if you had a friend, you could call on your phone, and that person knew every single possible parallel reality, you'd probably call that person up and be like, hey, um, this is the reality that I want. Go make it happen, and I'm going to look to do all the work. I'm going to get out of the way. You just need the work. And that person's like, hell, yeah, this is what I'm here for. This is my, this is my purpose. I'm here to help you out get you to that reality. Make sure you don't try to middle manage and get in my way. And he's like, okay, I won't. And then your ego structure is going to be like, damn, well, I have no job to do right now. I'm supposed to control everything. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the survival mode aspect. And, I, and I'm trying to make the self-fulfilling philosophy come true. So it's all about sort of it's, – it's sort of like a personal mental – not battle, if you will, but a mental journey, you know, trial and error, trial and error day by day, trying to do your best to let go – get in the flow state, be relaxed, and sort of trusting the universe. And that's, and that's like the biggest, I think a big hurdle for people that are kind of new to the subject because if you don't know what these things are, 
if you haven't had a very visceral experience, it's hard to trust something that you have no evidence that's real. Like that, that's why when I was like seven or eight years old, I was very Catholic, but I left the church when I was like seven or eight. I'm like, this makes no fucking sense. This is man-made. This is a system of control. You guys are just like, literally, there's no evidence for anything. Like, this is all just like BS right here. And I'm a little kid. And I, that was so funny. I was like, I was in like third grade. I was in like this thing called religious ed. It's like this class you go to like once a week and you get taught like religious things. And I asked the priest if the story of Adam and Eve was real. And he instantly just like, no, it's not real. <laughs> I'm like, <"That's> <laughs> and I'm like eight years old. Like, I'm like, yeah, I know. There's no way that all these different races of people and different forms of humans came through an evolution of 5,000 to 10,000 years old, however old you think the earth is. There's no way this makes sense. Like two white people in the jungle created all these people. and just, It doesn't make sense. <laughs> so I was, just, I was just like, okay, well, I need to find something that's real, that has evidence. And after that point, my brain became like very analytical and very logical. And that's also like a, a kind of like a, a dark road to go down because logic ends at a vibration of 499 and then love starts at 500. That's why I'm um, kind of off topic to the answer, but that's why when you're in like a relationship, doing things that don't logically make sense, they make sense to the relationship to keep it going because a relationship is generating love and generating connection. And since love vibrates higher than logic, the things that are making sense in that higher realm, they're not going to make sense in the lower realm because it's going over it. So you can't you can't answer a question in the same realm that it was asked in. You have to go above. Mm-hmm. You have to go above the perspective to sort of get from point A to point B and point B to the answer to that equation. So yeah, that's 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 my problem. Kind of ran the butt. No, yeah, that definitely. Um... I resonate with that, especially, uh, you know, starting my journey. It, it all started with, um, you know, I kind of, I kind of started learning like about simple stuff, about energy. And then it kind of just like went towards like, yeah, so everything you've been told is a lie. And then like I started distrusting everything, like the school, the media. And that was just like, I w- that turned more into like from interest into, you know, anger towards like, I've been lied to my whole life. They're continuing to lie to us. All they do is feed us, you know, war and famine. But it kept me in in that mindset of, you know, being angry and only seeing this aspect of reality instead of, you know, moving past that eventually to to kind of seeing the bigger picture of, you know, the balance of how everything works and like just, you know, having to accept that and like as our part as a human doing something about it, but then also not staying in that mindset and moving towards more, you know, the thought realm of love to, to not be in that, that kind of hatred feeling, but more in a more loving aspect. Oh, yeah. And I bet, I bet at that point, uh, in the beginning point, you probably got really interested in, like, conspiracy theories. No, right? yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, like, <laughs> I was even, like, joining Anonymous, and I went to, like, Million Mask March, and, like, I was just such a, <laughs> such a protester, and I, I was so, I was just so mad, and, like, conspiring about every, anything, and I would watch the news constantly, like, just so I can, like, go against it myself. Like, it was doing nothing for me except just keeping me in, in that, that state of mind. Oh yeah, and I was I'm a I'm completely uh, uh guilty of that <laughs> like like a thousand percent, not even a hundred percent, like a thousand percent. Like I I was so 
show into those topics, and that's all I talked about, that I noticed, like, people that I used to hang out with, they didn't like hanging out with me anymore. Because <laughs> I was just, like, every, every conversation, it would, just talk, I, 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 it would just go into, like, me talking about, like, you don't even know what's going on, like, there's aliens everywhere. Mm-hmm. We've mastered zero-point energy since the 50s. Like, we don't need gas. We don't need oil. Like, we can, we've had interdimensional medicine since ever, and, like, all this kind of stuff. And then, like, I used, there's this uh, channel on YouTube called Secure Team 10, and there's a guy named Tyler who runs it, and he just piles together, like, crazy amounts of UFO footage and alien footage, and these, like, insane things that are just, like, out of this fucking world that are happening all the time off planet Earth, like, underground bases and how, like, we use C3RBs, like those floating black triangles. actually saw one of those on 13 floating above me and, like, kick it in the nurse. It was pretty crazy to see. Um, but then you use, like, ships like that to transport, like, you know, contraband to different, you know, uh, countries and do, like, underground stuff and, you know, UFOs come up out of the water and inner earth systems and cave systems of other societies and, you know, there's holographic doors that sound Shasta, you know, to go to the right place, there's advanced beings that will meet you, and all this stuff like you can pile together. But you know, obviously, where focus goes, slows. So if you're focusing on things that are, you know, like control systems, like the black government, if you will, the shadow government, you're gonna feed energy into that thing. You're gonna make mm-hmm. it bigger. You're gonna make it more real. So what? So once I started to ignore those things, my reality became a lot more clear and a lot more positive. Mm-hmm. But when I was focusing on those things all the time, I always put it like staring up guy looking at chemtrails like how dare you <laughs> like i live in las vegas and it's on a 24 7 basis like if anyone out there lives in las vegas and you see those white trails behind airplanes airplanes don't have exhaust like like a, like a steam engine train from the 1800s like if you really think that's just exhaust like you're kind of your mind. like you, if you live in las vegas you'll see just like bridge like cross patterns x's and lines it's really just like a dome of lines over the city, and then you'll see these lines spread out, and then they'll just, they'll just turn into, like, dust clouds, and they'll hover over the city all day, every day. Yeah. And then from the desert, there's not actual, like, a lot of rain clouds, but there's a bunch of man-made clouds of um, just, like, craft, you know, grow metal on the molecular level, you know, sprayed over to get into the water system and the plants and the air and stuff like that. And I was even up to a point where... I didn't want to even, like, breathe it in. So I, I put these, uh, you can get, like, nasal, um, like, gas masks, like, nasal filters. So, like, these two these two little, like, things you put in your nasal cavities, and it's a filter. So every time you breathe in, you're not breathing in toxins. But that many steps to sort of battle against that thing, it's making that thing more real. Because what you resist persists. Mm-hmm. Because I was feeding so much energy into resisting that kind of stuff, resisting control, resisting those things. So that that equal and opposite reaction became even larger every day I took steps in that way. So I think, uh, you know, to get away from that mindset, it's just to sort of ignore it and just pretend like it's not there, and then it won't really be there because you're not going to focus on it. And now I don't notice like that. Like, I don't get sick anymore. I haven't, I really cannot remember that kind of sick. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, the, the same thing happened with me when um I – completely realized that you know the sickness only dwells in you if if you let it so um yeah I, I just completely stopped getting sick at that point especially because I, I started taking care of my health and I dropped some essential things out of my diet 
But um, it was insane how I used to be sick all the time. Like, I was constantly just going to the doctor because I was always getting sick. And I don't know if this because I was in school and, you know, like, I was also young, too. So, like, you know, there's only so so much awareness that I can have at, you know, the age of 13 or something like that. Um, Just yeah. constantly, like, going on a daily day uh, basis. But um, once I became aware of, like, actually everything that was going on in my own internal health, um, I stopped getting sick, which was, like, completely insane for me. But I, I understood why, just because I wasn't having, I wasn't allowing that energy to, to dwell inside of me. But, um, yeah, so anyways, getting back on uh, this um, fitness thing, what would you uh, suggest to people who want to get into this but um, don't really know how or just beginning or, like, don't want to go, you know, completely and they don't want to be a fitness nut, but they do want to take care of their bodies so that they can, they can live the, their highest version? Um, so I guess uh, some simple steps to not sort of overrun your life. I guess um, any any question like that, I always just tell people, like, the Internet is crazy. You can go into YouTube and just insert how to insert thinking. So how to lose 10 pounds or faster, how to gain muscle in my arms, or how to do this, how to do that, how to, how to, how to. There's a million channels out there, you know, fiending for attention, fiending for views. So they're going to try their hardest to give you good content, good information, and battle each other in the marketplace to give you, you know, the best channel for it to catch your eyes, catch your attention. So, you know, go on YouTube and find someone you like. Like, uh, Athlean X, I've been following him for a long time. He's a really smart guy. He has a lot of good information. Uh, Steve Cook, uh, Jeff Nippert, uh, different people like that. Um, but a simpler step is just, just go outside and just run. Like, really just, just go outside and go running. It, it, Free. Anybody can do it with, with their legs or in a healthy condition. Or if you're if they're not, go swimming or go to the gym and do like the arm the arm circle thing, where it's like you're grabbing two handles and you're riding like a rope with like a rowing machine, and you can do cardio that way. So cardiovascular workouts it just improves everything in your body. It helps blood flow. It helps your joints. It helps your ligaments. It helps everything just move faster. And when things are moving faster uh, in a healthy way with the body that's flowing more and there's not being blocking it, everything can work more. And that's actually the, the biggest factor that causes people in their older years, like 60, 70, 80, to get things like Alzheimer's, dementia, and sort of what, what I would classify as like old people's diseases. It's because they don't have proper blood flow in their brain, so they're not getting proper oxygen. And we don't have proper oxygen. That's, that's your prana energy right there. So if your prana energy is blocked up, not flowing throughout your body, your body doesn't get the actual molecules and the waves that it needs to operate in the, in the right way. So just get out there, put on some shoes, and just, just run. Just run until you can't and run back home. That, that's my suggestion. <laughs> cool, cool. Thanks for that. And um, getting into a little bit into manifestation, um, since we can literally almost create everything that, that we want is there a way that we can just manifest a perfect physical condition without doing the work um i'm sure there is because all parallel realities so obviously it's possible i wouldn't know if that would be something that it, it's hard it's hard to answer a question like that because it's i've never seen it before but at the same time i don't know if it's already happened so I think that there's definitely people out there that could be so powerful that are just so knowing 
that they could take like a let's say they're like six foot two and they weigh like 140 pounds and it's a, it's a male so it's a very skinny male body very sort of lacking muscle lacking strength things like that there's obviously since all realities exist there's a reality where that person could be so knowing he could just breathe in all the energy and just start gaining muscles without even working out so I, i'm a firm believer that Everything that you can literally say in a sentence, that can happen. Mm. So if you say, hey, there's a person out there that's only eaten bananas for 30 years and they're huge and muscular and veiny and dead, well, yeah, if you can say in a sentence, that exists. Because just because you haven't seen it before doesn't mean it can't happen. So yeah, there's just, just like the four-minute mile. Everyone thought it was impossible. People like doctors would say that it would kill your body. The cells in your body couldn't handle that. Your body would break down and just, you know, wither away and couldn't make it. But then once one dude did it in, like, the 40s or 30s, 17,000 people since then have done it. People in high school do it now. Mm-hmm. So just because it hasn't happened before doesn't mean it can't happen in the future. You know, there's a first time for everything. So I think that definitely uh, – I think it's definitely possible, but I would suggest people to – not make that like their first option. Mm-hmm. I would suggest that's something you try to work up to and sort of uh, percentage-wise, day by day or year by year, still from a less hard-working kind of a style into a more relaxed state. And that's, actually, that's honestly kind of a, a state that I'm in, but also because it physically makes sense in this reality system for it to operate that way. So I'm almost uh, – I turned 27 this year in June. And I've been working out since I'm thir- since I've been 13 years old, so it's gonna be 14 years come my birthday. So 14 years of working out—that's that's you know that's a lot of hours put into something to, mm-hmm. to a craft, if you will. So in the very beginning of you know hard work, hard work, hard work. But now since I'm sort of this far into my fitness career, if you will, and my body is you know tuned in that way and has you know 13 almost 14 years of experience, I don't even have to give like. 15% of the effort I used to to create the same amount of results just because I've, there's so much momentum pushed in that direction. So momentum from the decisions and the actions I've made. So I imagine it's just like, like a, a metal ball and each decision is like a slap in one direction. You can slap it forward or you can slap it backward. And forward is more healthy, backward is unhealthy. So every single day for 13 years, I'm giving it another slap forward, another push forward, that's 13 years of momentum in one direction. So it's going to be really, really hard for me to even try to go backwards. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it messes with everything. Like, if you're learning, like, a, a, a new language, like Spanish, and you're 13 years practice, it's going to be really hard to unlearn that language, right, because your body knows what it is. It already has the experience. The cells in your body, the cells in your brain, are they have that knowledge, they have that data. So... Absolutely. Like, um, for me, giving that effort, uh, it's not really required anymore. So as you take action and take incremental steps day by day, uh, the total amount of effort you need to get into something, it becomes less. And that's that's also true in things like business. So people who are, you know, millionaire status and above, they probably work 5 to 10% as hard as people who are, you know, working blue-collar jobs or manual labor jobs, like people – in like the e-commerce industry with like passive income streams, those people are you know, traveling the beaches of the world. They have six centers Sunday. They spoon till noon with their, with their significant others. They don't have to be anywhere. They don't have to do anything. They live freely. Well, that's 
they, they took a lot of steps in the beginning as an entrepreneur, you know, work, 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 no results, no results, no results. But then as that momentum comes day by day, it starts to snowball. And then once that snowball effect happens, they can sort of, you know, take a step back, put their hands off the wheel, and just sort of like this ongoing passive income stream work for itself. So I think that it's something that's more achievable, you know, years into that, into that craft or into your fitness career or whatever you're trying to work on. But I would suggest for most people, you know, in the beginning stages to take those action steps to, to give it their all, give it 100%, and kind of be like, kind of have like a healthy session. So like the beginning of my fitness career, I had a very healthy session with working out, eating right, and that also translated to self-wrestling at the time too. I started wrestling when I was five years old, and I did that for 10 or 11 years. So it all kind of related into one thing, and I was kind of tuned into having an athletic body and kind of being in that system. But uh, definitely for people to, you know, reach reach that point where they don't have to work as hard, don't have to think about it, they can give, you know, 10% effort and get, you know, 200% results. That's something that I would suggest, you know, take the app in the beginning and kind of work towards that day by day. It, it's not, I'm not saying it's not possible to get to that end point right away on day one because it's possible, but I don't want to project anything onto other people, but I would probably think that's a lot harder to do. Um, so I'll just say, you know, take that action in the beginning and then as you mentally grow, you can, you know, prioritize what things give you the most results and you can let go of the things that, you know, are kind of wasting your time, if you will. And for for beginning, would you suggest maybe like uh, daily practice or just a regularly set schedule is equally as efficient as a daily practice? Um, I'd probably say daily practice because I think that uh, your subconscious mind has the 70,000 thoughts per day that runs through it. It's almost a cyclical pattern. So in order to create that positive habit and a habitual pattern in your mindset, um, I think that, you know, doing something daily is going to be the most prevalent uh, method to actually get there. All right. Yeah, that was, like, more personal <laughs> question, but anybody who's, like, also interested in it, too. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much. Those the Your answers were awesome, and just the topics that we kind of, like, veered off into were equally as awesome. And um, I really I really enjoyed this conversation, and I hope that we, we do this again sometime. Would I be able to ask you a question before? We yeah, ask? yeah, no problem. So, what is like your top three bucket list tasks? Like the three goals you just absolutely have to complete before you clock out eternity. And <sighs> don't put any limitations on yourself. And imagine you just have unlimited resources. So this could be like space travel, retiring parents, you know, environment reconservation, animal, you know, helping out animals or even things like, you know, buying a cast or a Lamborghini, like no judgments or anything. Like the three most important goals for you personally that you just have to get done. Uh, one would be travel the world, definitely. That's like my my main thing, my main mindset, my main goal. I don't know how I'm going to go about it, but I feel like I've already started doing it. I've been like moving around my whole life. So I, I think that also kind of inspired me uh, wanting to keep moving around and also like just experience different cultures in different countries. Like I haven't even left the U.S. yet. So like I'm still very much like I've only physically seen what America has to, to show me. And there's like completely, you know, third world realities out there and like countries that aren't even like this that i'm like dying to experience so that's like number one travel the world so i can kind of see all that um 
Two would be mastering myself. And this is mastering my mind, body, and soul. So body being, you know, fitness, also like I'm getting into really into yoga and just like being able to have complete control over my body and just be able to hold my own weight. Um, but yeah, soul, like meditation, my spiritual practice, um, just like ascending it in, in that kind of, uh, that, that way. Um, okay. and then mind, yeah, also mastering my mind, my thoughts and ego really. Uh, so yeah, mastering myself, the second one. And then the third one I would say is mm, impacting people, I guess, inspiring other people. I don't want to be someone who like, just like says stuff and they're like, yeah, follow me. You know, this is the way like definitely not like that, but I hope that in whatever I'm doing for myself personally will inspire other people to do the same for themselves. I guess you could say. Absolutely. And I think that third answer is definitely something that uh, a lot of people should really listen to like over and over. So whenever you're in conversations and you're, you have differing opinions from someone, uh, it looks like you meet somebody who's like you would consider like a sleep or non woke. You know, it's kind of like a, a hip, kind of like a hipster term. Well, I'm woke, uh, stuff like kind of like an ego term. Uh, but if people are kind of vibrating like in a low frequency, and you can and you can tell that, uh, like you just said, it's it's not about telling them what to do. Like, hey, follow me. Mm-hmm. It's about bettering yourself and leading by example. So if you lead by mm-hmm. example and people will notice that, people will people will change because people deep down, they want to do, uh, they want to be part of a bigger thing if it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And that they can notice themselves it's the right thing to do without you telling them or commanding them or, or demanding them, try to control them, then they're going to you know, switch over to that side. Uh, or they're, more, they're way more likely to start switching over to that side and just being a more healthy and positive person. But people absolutely, you know, hate being told to do. Like, I'm an indigo, so, like, I'm completely rebellious in that sense. Like, I like when people ask, it's kind of a good side note, but I'm pretty good at dancing, and when people, when I, people ask me, hey, you good dancer, obviously I'm not going to lie to them and be like, no, I'm a bad dancer. Like, no, I'm actually really, really good. I used to train break dancing for a couple of years so I can do some cool stuff. They're like, oh, show me some moves right now. Dance for me. And indigo, no, hell no. Yeah. I'm not a dancing <laughs> Don't you ever tell me what to do. Or I'm not, I'm not a circuit back. Like, I'm, you don't just tell me what to do. Like, yeah. if anyone ever tells me what to do, even if it's something I want to do, instantly no. Like, hell no. You're not going to control me. So it's all about leading by example and just showing people, hey, I'm having, you know, more positive results over here. Is this something you would like to do? Would you want to try this mm-hmm. out? No. Okay, well, maybe at a later time, you know. So, yeah, what you said right there in the third part, you know, impacting people being an impact player i think that's absolutely huge well um yeah so uh any any more questions um no that's it this was fun all right cool yeah this is this is really great um so where can uh, people find you um so my youtube channel is nrg synchronized like synchronizing your energy uh, my Instagram page is spelled the same way, just as an underscore. So NRG underscore synchronized. Uh, you know, throw me a follow, throw me a subscription. You know, obviously we both want to grow our channels, not from an ego structure sense, but the more people that we can reach out to and sort of get our content in front of, the hot, the more people we can impact and be that impact player that we're both talking about. And we can raise the vibrational frequency of the whole planet. And that's what, that's what we're all here for. So, you know, I always think that 
uh, you, you can only perceive that which you are the, the vibration of. So people who are listening to this right now, you're vibrating that frequency. So this content is for you. Mm-hmm. And if it, you're getting that, you know, that little electrical shock in your body and your, your nerves are standing on end and your hairs are, you know, on your arm are sticking up and you're feeling that, that visceral feeling, you know, this is resonating with you right now. So I would say stay update with both of us, you know, shared it around. If, if there's people in your life that you think can benefit from the words that we are both speaking today, then why would you not want to share it with those people and help them out? So it's all about, you know, making those connections. So NRG synchronized is across the board. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, thank you so much, Mitch. This was awesome. I appreciate it. This was awesome. Thank you. All right, yeah, no problem. We'll talk soon. Awesome. Thank you. All right, no problem. All right, bye. All right, guys. Again, if you didn't get that, his YouTube channel is NRG Synchronized. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, If you guys have any questions, if you want me to do more interviews, I'm thinking about doing one, like, once a month, but I feel like that's really, like, pushing it, because then I have to, like, actually find somebody. But then again, you know what? What the heck? I'll do it. Who cares? But, all right. Just let me know what you guys think. If you want me to do more interviews or talk about more topics like this specifically, um, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to DM me on Instagram. My Instagram is Natalia of Earth, N-A-T-A-L-I-A of Earth, this planet Earth. Um, you can message me on Anchor. You could like, yeah, mostly just DM me on Instagram. That's like my main my main uh, form of communication at the moment through uh, the public. Um, but yeah, guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, subscribe, uh, follow, or whatever it is that you can do on whatever you're listening to on so that you can get notifications every time I post new episodes. I post new episodes every Friday of every week. Um, So yeah, I really hope you enjoyed this episode again, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, a beautiful week ahead of you. Please stay safe out there with all this, like, crap that's going on. Like, mostly keep your mind safe. Keep your body safe, too. You know, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. You know, the usual stuff that I tell you, but also please try not to fall into fear. Try not to. I know I'm talking about it, like, so it might make you like, damn, she's probably concerned. I am concerned for people's well-beings because they are letting this get to them. And yes, it's important, but you are also important. So is your mindset. And it's very, very easily corrupted by media and, uh, just stuff that you don't need. This is um this is getting to a lot of people and I just say keep your ground, guard your senses, please. Thank you so much. Stay safe guys. I love you so much. Thank you for listening and I will talk to you next week. Peace.